last session, we spent some time in the library, the Citadel Library of the Order of the Exalted Ring, this group of wizards who had built their citadel at the highest top of the highest pillar, the Pillars of Eternal Vigil, 30 miles high. It took you half a year to climb one of them. And behold, there at the top is their sort of home base, their citadel. And while you were there, you found some different books and researches and relics and things like that. Um, and I'm curious, just like kind of looking at what you what you found and how your studies went, like what would you say is the thing right now that your character is most excited about um, for for each of you who was kind of researching and looking through the library? Like what would those things be? Ah. Uh. You know, I don't I don't think Fox in particular, even though I'm the first one to speak. Um, by the way, I'm I'm Cleo. I play Fox. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll do intros, don't worry. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Uh <laughs> I don't I don't think he has anything in particular. He's just like kind of just looking, right? Like he went he's like, Well, I have been doing some music with instruments. I know that's like bardish stuff. So he's well, like, and he looked up the history of his people, the changelings, and he looked up hey. you know, so I don't know if there was anything in there that he was like, Wow, this was like, you know, the thing he was most thrilled about. I, I, I think right now he's you know what? He he might see if he can't find anything more about um what his parents did. Mm. Even though he's not sure where to start with that. But he figured um, if if these people have very high, highly detailed records, right, maybe maybe they have something about the organization my parents worked with. Um, But that's something that Fox hasn't really dug into. But there's all this downtime. So. I don't know, maybe he might see something that he, he remembers in a dream that he had once. That could be cool. He also he learned that uh, that that spell he learned how to communicate with the dead from one of the great poets of old in the A section. Oh, true. <laughs> yes, yes, he did that. Yes, I forgot about that. What about for the others of you? It. I think Alan is super excited about um, gathering up some adamantine and mithril from the samples of materials section to work with Jeb on creating a new firearm for him. Something that's extremely durable and also lightweight. Um, he's super excited to tinker with that. Got it. Um, I think the Zoth is most excited, one, to be alive again. <laughs> um, but I think he just wants to be able to like, like, get rid of the Abolus and then reconnect with, with Kelnor and his faith since that's sort of been I guess missing and like being with Kay has certainly brought that back in him. I think Jeb and all of this is really torn between two things as far as like side interests go. Obviously he's very interested in saving the world and just obliterating the aboliths but um as a side hobby you know he's he's interested in in the inner workings and the machinations of death in the afterlife and you know how he likes to explore options he's interested in you know what the options are of of 
either helping, either bringing his daughter back from the dead and giving her another shot at life or helping her to pass on to the next life um, as easily as possible. The other thing that he has not researched and not really touched because he doesn't know how to do it and because he's actually quite scared of it is he is very concerned about the demon, the Demigorgon, that is somehow connected to Zoth, maybe, or is somehow in our world now. And he knows that the key to that is in this book, but the book honestly terrifies him because of the bad vibes. Mm. And, and to him, I think it's it's specifically like vibes. Like like it's it, if it was knowledge, he would like you know I could figure knowledge out. I could figure whatever. But this is just like this is almost alien to him. Right. And so you're all kind of carrying those things in your minds as you walked towards the exit of the citadel. You were preparing to go down the pillar either on foot or by way of parachutes. You had developed some parachutes that maybe would help you shorten the journey at the cost of some, you know, added athletic um, expenditures. But before you could leave, the uh, glowing green sigils that had been illuminating your way had turned to orange and then to red. And you had actually seen a robot kind of erupt. Two of them really had erupted out of those sigils before you could leave standing in your way and challenging you. Um, they were massive, you know, probably as tall or slightly taller than Owlin. They are shaped kind of like Samus with like the big bulbous armor, you know, where like it kind of protrudes off the shoulders and the, the knee joints and stuff, big platinum and chrome kind of color scheme, huge tower shield in one arm, and a curled fist in the other arm. And they had challenged you before you could make it to the exit. They had said dangerous item detected off-site access restricted please present credentials and that was where we left off and so now the four of you stand opposite two of them these two sentinels that are between you and the door they have not made any move to attack you or anything like that they've just popped out of the ground and kind of given you this challenge you know of, of please present your credentials to make off-site access with whatever the dangerous item they've detected is um I don't think I have taken anything that could be considered a dangerous item. Um, anything that comes to mind for you all? Alan will kind of like slowly turn around and look at everybody else. Not me, man. I didn't even take anything. Uh, can Some diamonds. Dude, I only have what I brought up here, and so it's not a library book, and you cannot hold me in here for my apple cats. Okay, they're not dangerous. They just mellow you out. It's not even like a, the robot's just, you know, gold face, no response. Can you identify what on us we have that is potentially dangerous? Yeah, innocent until proven guilty. They take one step closer to you together, the huge blue orb set into their chrome faces that is kind of serving as like an eye glows and then kind of pulses out once and you feel like a little wave of divination magic rush over the four of you and then they turn towards Jeb um, and they say... Restricted item detected. Tasha's demonomicon is not safe for use outside of the citadel. Please return. 
Ah, yeah, that doesn't quite sound very safe. Um, okay, guys. How about we uh, go um, return the book for now and figure out what to do and not immediately jump into something that perhaps we're not prepared for? That sounds ideal to me. Roll um, deception with disadvantage. <laughs> Because you made finger quotes. <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly what it is. You know, I I didn't think uh, they thought I'm for ready. themselves too much. I was expecting this to be like a phone machine. Uh, <laughs> wait, where where is where I just had it on? It's this. a charisma skill. There we go. <clears throat> no, that's not it. Uh, it's on your character sheet. I that's what I was looking for. Character Thank sheet, you. which you totally have open, right? Because that's how you play D and D. I did have it open, but I had our stream up. Uh, and I couldn't figure out which it's in like internet. It's I'm not, it's not worth explaining. I got a eight. <laughs> you got an eight. eight. Yes. Deception detected. Please return Tasha's demonomicon restriction level five. All right, let's go turn around. <laughs> One of the robots now holds out a hand to you. Just this massive. It's like almost as big as Jeb is right. Like this robot is an owl in size category reaching out towards right. Jeb for the book. What if we just turn the rods off, then they can't be activated? Is that true? Um, if Alan thinks on Arcana... Alan he... could roll an Arcana to try and okay. figure that out. Oh, I did all this and I forgot dice. I'm going to online die roll. <laughs> Here, I can roll on screen for you. I got it. Okay. Um, eight. That's not... Well, plus Arcana um, is 12. 12? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it seems like it's a possibility. You have no idea what the ramifications could be as far as the rest of the magic that's happening up here. Like, you're all in Charms of Air Bubble that Jeb has sure. um, cast for you to make sure that you can do... Like, there's air. You wouldn't die. Mm -hmm. But, like, all of your ability to do strenuous athletic things has been linked to, like, fresh, pure air. Um, mm -hmm. The... Uh, Citadel itself, obviously, if you deactivate magic, like there's going to be some kind of ramifications there. You don't know if any of the items that you have have like magical properties that like that you've taken from the Citadel that could react strangely. But it's a possibility. Hmm. Um, it could be worth the risk. Uh, Jeb, is this book um, possibly worth risking some time with no magic? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, well, let's Oct deactivate his rod. our rods yeah. in three, two, one. And Alan will deactivate his as well. Deactivate. Uh, everybody roll a constitution save first. Can't make us do a fight. We'll kill ourselves first. <laughs> Zoth got 17. Alan got a 19. Fox I got a 19. Great. Fox rolled great. Oh, you got a great roll. Nice. Yeah, it's my favorite number. Oh, yeah. Is it the loneliest number? No, it's not the loneliest number. Okay. The second loneliest. It's a lucky number. Hmm. Seven. Seven. Hmm. Okay. Uh, now I need Jeb and Fox to roll strength saves. Jeb rolled a 19. I know. Okay. 
There are multiple things that are happening here, and then I will Natural give you the Natural 20. Nice. For a total of 20. Mine's like that, but less. <laughs> I got a 12. Okay. Um, and lastly, Fox, I need a dexterity save. All right. That, at least I have a chance. I got 15. Okay. A number of things happen at once. The first thing that happens is the robots disappear. Poof. Vanish out of existence. They're gone. The runes around you go dark. The lights go dark. All that is now illuminating where you are standing is the dim sort of green cosmic glow that comes in through the, the open area at the very top of the library. You know, this library we've established is 15, 20 floors tall. So there's just a little bit of light reflecting off the polished dark stone floors. Um, so it became very dim very quickly. Probably Jeb is the only one who can see right away with his superior dark vision, but several of the others of you will adjust. Uh, Fox won't. Fox, you are plunged into darkness with just like tiny little pinpricks of stars way out in the distance to see. Um, as that happens, whatever magical effect was suppressing wind flow up here on the like sheer plane top of a pillar whoosh, whooshes through and Fox is knocked off his feet. Luckily, he is fast enough to catch himself on one of the great stone doors that has been opened on the big hinges. But Fox is like, you know, th that was the last thing between you and falling off of this pillar. Um, before you had blasted off of the front. At the same time, Jeb, oh. you felt some kind of ward give out in your uh, in your inventory, and the Demonomicon attempted to force itself open. With a natural 20 strength check, you forced it closed, and you are currently barely holding it shut with all of the will and strength that is within you, but that natural 20 is not gonna last you forever. Um, but you are at the moment holding something in to the Demonomicon that is struggling as hard as possible to get out. And it is taking, you are effectively restrained. Like all of your effort and energy is spent on holding this book shut as it jumps and judders in your hands. Alan, help, Alan, uh, uh, help, Jeb, Alan, something's uh, coming uh, out, oh, something's oh, coming oh, out. All right, and I'm just like showing Alan, Alan will, uh, Can somebody give with, me a uh, hand? <laughs> hey, I, I got you, man. Let me get you a hand. And Kay, like, plods over, just kind of taking his sweet time, reaches out a big burly arm. You know, it's got, he, he's like not an in-shape dude. So he just kind of reaches out to you. It's like big fat fingers, you know, a little bit of Cheeto dust. Kind of reaches down, like, I got you, man. Could you at least wipe off your fingers first? Yeah, I can do that. He just like brushes <laughs> it off on the back of his head. Here, he holds out a oh. hand to you again. That's better. <laughs> I, I can take his hand. You find his hand surprisingly firm uh, and supportive as he lifts you up, the kind of hand that could lead to a good hug. Uh, and he pulls <laughs> you back into the Citadel and he, with his other arm, just kind of slams one of the stone doors shut. So it's not like the whole thing is closed, but now there's one that you could have as like a wall behind you. Right. Um, and he, you know, kind of leans you up against the wall and like checks you over like, you good, man? Yeah, no, I, I just didn't expect to go flying. No, I totally understand. In times like this, I find it best to relax with an apple cat. Here, let me get you. <laughs> and he begins rolling you an apple cat. Uh, Jeb and Alan, uh, what are you doing right now? Um, Alan's assisting Jeb to try to keep the book closed. Okay. Uh, what does that I mean? Don't... 
it means Alan is putting his hands on it as well. Okay, and, sure. And pressing down. Great. I don't know what's coming. Like, I don't know what's going on. I think there was some sort of ward on this protecting it, but I don't. <clears throat> I, I, it's it's just physical strength holding it right now, and I don't. If we reactivate magic, I don't know if that ward's gonna come back. Um. Okay. Do uh, does it feel like between the both of us we can hold this till we're far enough away from the sentries that we can reactivate just to try? Okay. Hear me out. Um. I will let either uh, of you roll an Arcana check to try and deduce how hard it's going to be to continue holding this book shut. How about that. we turn magic on and we let the sentries deal with whatever comes out of the book? That is probably what they're there for, man. Like, okay, I'm not making this up. I made another natural 20 plus nice. my 14 arcana for a 34. Uh, you are confident that the DC to maintain holding this book shut is 30 plus or a natural 20. Dang. I am shocked <laughs> that you caught it this time. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alan, magic back on now. Fox, somebody, magic back on. Like, Fox, we have free okay. hands. Magic on now. Just on I, now. I, I turn on my rod on of charisma. Now. Okay, yeah, you reach down. As soon as Fox's hand makes contact with the rod that he is attuned to, magic begins humming back into the room. The the runes illuminate. They're, the guards, the sentries rematerialize in front of you, and you feel the book stop struggling as it is suppressed. Um the okay. the sentry robot things take a step towards you and they just dangerous item detected tasha's demonomicon yeah, is not cleared to leave the library restriction level five please present credentials yeah, yeah no crap um yeah serious yeah, i got you uh, uh and i i shapeshift um i'm behind them i'm guessing since i'm at the door sure i i shapeshift into um we just literally talked about this pre-stream. Why do you have to make it such an awkward name? Barnabas um, Alabascaboo? What's awkward about that? Yeah, Barnabas Alabascaboo. I shapeshift into Barnabas Alabascaboo and introduce myself as such because I do not wish to say that name again. <laughs> Mage Alabascaboo, welcome back to the Citadel. Unfortunately, your clearance level three is not high enough to take restriction level five out of the library. However, will, we would be happy to create a study space for you. Uh, sure, yes. Uh, can you create a study space for us? Absolutely. And one of them pulls a rope off of its waistband and slams it into the ground and it creates rope trick, which puts a little mm. um, bubble dimension, you know, that you can climb down to through the ground. Um, and they offer a hand, like an elbow, you know, to help you into the into the bubble oh. dimension if you want to go down. Quite a gentleman golem, indeed. Uh, why don't we head down here and we can figure out what to do from there? Okay. Okay. What What do we think, okay. Jeb? Okay. Also, okay. the Demonomicon doesn't sound good, and no, what we just experienced that I don't think yeah. it is good. <laughs> no, do we need this book, man? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Could do you mind telling? Maybe that's, that's okay. a wizard thing. Uh, to say. <laughs> okay. 
Do you want to talk in the in the yeah. dimension? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zoth will climb mm. up. Do you want to use words that aren't yeah, yeah and No. Kay just walks by and he's like, Why thank you, man. He like puts an arm on the helpful elbow of the, okay. the sentry and climbs down into the <laughs> pocket dimension. Okay. Yeah. Zoth will also climb down. Clearly, um, some of the people I'm escorting have uh, some difficulties, uh, but yeah. they will take their time if that's okay with you, Mr. Golem. No need will, to fear within the boundaries of the Citadel. Our powerful restriction suppression spells will keep you safe. I will go into the pocket dimension. An elbow for you, small rabbit. Thank you. Uh, and they lower oh, you down okay. into the pocket dimension. Uh, did they did they not know what dirt folk are? Or are they just <clears throat> species? Well, it wouldn't be them. It would I be the creators, right? That's what I'm saying. What, what is the nature of creation? Yes. I, I feel like they did a lot of effort for research that they would, you know, I don't know. Dirt folk have been around for a while, um, right? I don't, I don't know my history. Yeah, what, what, what is this? What is this for? What is, what is the purpose of it, and what was trying to get out? This is a pickle. Aha! I yeah. can tell you that's not a pickle. It's, that's it's, no. Yeah. It's it's this this is a pickle. So when. Here's the thing. Yes. I don't. Uh, man. All right, everybody sit down. Uh, Do you need an apple cat, man? Maybe that'll no, help you like process through. No, all these. that you're having. Big no, that'll slow right down. Now. That slows your that's that that increases your wisdom, but and decreases your intelligence. But when Did the big feelings like are coming fast, sometimes you just need to slow them down. It's not so feelings. It's not feelings. It's information. It's information. Information, kind of feelings. I don't know. It's two entirely separate things. Yes, you're right. Correct. Jim, so is this about some sort of necromancy or some sort of? No, no, it's actually demons? not. Um, this is not about necromancy. This is about demons. This Aha. is about extraplanar beings oh, um like about about potentially that demogorgon yeah. potentially about the one you yeah yeah mm. but the thing is is like if i even put my hand on it you probably felt it alan yes it was, like felt very radiant alive and dangerous yeah but we can't even open so it, it. That's the thing. It's like, do do we try to open it and learn what we can from it here and have it affect us? Or is that the point of the Citadel to prevent the bad things from happening? Yes, it's the the automatons well, made it sound as if if we read the contents of the book here under their wards that we would be safe. But outside of the Citadel, that's actually a good observation. I was trying to think of like I don't like the idea of it 
uh, it's probably trust issues, but I don't like the idea of this thing just staying here. Hmm. Um, you know, I if mean, who else can get up here though? Anybody who can walk for six months. It's a long time to walk, but we did in fact it's a long do time it. to walk. Yeah, like, like we've done a lot of extraordinary. Thing. I'm just there saying we've done a lot of extraordinary them. things, but this is not one of the most extraordinary things that we've done. Just the most time consuming. I mean, we but have like, the rods on us, and but like getting anybody else already would. Right. But okay. Yeah. No. Totally fair. And, and I don't want to beat around the bush about minutia and and things like that. But should we save the day? Magic comes back. Guess what? Everybody's got magic. This thing's still up here. That doesn't make me feel good. It may not be a bad thing. It may be perfectly fine. Whatever. Comes back. It doesn't make the guards me feel good. here. And anyway. It seems like I can't bring it with us, and I can't. We can hide it. it. We could hide it in a in a place that maybe only you would know, Jeb, or only we would know, all of us. And if magic comes back, mm. then the Citadel's protections will also be here. I'm gonna poke my yeah. head up, Mister Golem. Could could you call uh, someone with level five clearance down? The golem turns towards one of the runes on the walls, reaches out a hand and makes contact with it. No level five mages are connected to the citadel. Um, is there a uh, order of command, uh, a chain of command, should a, a, a crisis occur? No, we all have our standing orders. Okay, fair enough. Right, I did dip my head back down. Well, uh, I say we just open it here, learn what we can, and then we can hide it. And then when we finish, we can come back and you can secure it however you wish to. Hide something, I know a good spot. Oh, oh, do you? Do we all hear it or just Fox? Just Fox. Just Fox. Uh, where's a good hiding spot? So, like, do you remember where uh, your dirt folk guy he found the plane collars index? Yeah. Yeah, so up in that room, there's that cool, like, glowy blue floating thing that was where the index was. But right under that on the floor, there's I like wish a I knew what where the uh-huh. room was like, saying. The box suspends it in the air is. If you tuck something down there, he doesn't do a good job of telegraphing it to us. He just says, uh huh, and yeah. I'm not, con- I'm not convinced that the Sorry, broom is actually I, talking to him. I think the him. broom is mentioning something about a blue glowy thing back at the plane plane index, whatever it was called. What, what, what are you talking about, index. Broom? It was in the control room. In the control Fox, room, you know, just is just going crazy. Uh, maybe, but um, the control room, something yeah. blue glowing. How how will the blue glowing thing potentially help? Yeah, us how'd that help? Her? Underneath the blue glowing thing, there's like a maintenance hatch for the rune that makes the blue glowy thing glow. Oh, and in there's hatch, a maintenance hatch something. underneath the blue glowy thing, and you can hide hmm. something in there. Yeah. So how do you feel about that, Jeb? There. Um. I feel like I need to know if we broke a ward on this thing. How do we know? Oh, that? you think the second we leave, it's going to... If we leave and magic goes away, but then it was up here before. what is protecting it? Jeb, I know. you may use Arcana. Fox, as a rogue with some knowledge of magic, may use Investigation. Or Alan may make an artificer tools check with proficiency since we're talking about a created ward. 
um, where like maybe he's examining it through some of you know his little magnifying glass or whatever and looking for the, was, the uh, evidence of artifice. So you may decide which of those things you will try to do. Jeb, can I can I have a look at that? Maybe maybe I can figure something else off its vibes. I would rather study it. Well, I, I just this this let me just alternatively look at it. you get the sense that this is an item to which you can attune. Yeah. We don't want that to happen. Uh, I got uh, a 26 for investigation. Jeb, have you given it to investigate? Yeah, only if Uh, Jeb allows it. I I wish I wouldn't have known the the dice roll roll before. Oh, that's fair. Um, Might be. I... Then you don't. I'll re-roll. How about that? No, 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 it's too late. It's gone. Dice roll is gone. Okay. I have a good plus to it, so. Uh, Jeb, do you, are you afraid that if it leaves your hands that something will break free of it? No, 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 no. Like, like the ward seems to be in place. I'm just worried that like, if we leave and magic is now not doing anything to it, like, like, did we, by being here and picking it up and moving it, did we change the situation from what it was before we got here? Hmm. That's can fair. I, uh, DM, can I cast Identify on this thing and learn the nature of the attunement process and the effects that it would have on yeah. one who attunes to it? You may do that. I wonder I if maybe... I will turn a spell shell and just kind of, like, almost take the blunderbuss and... and have it fan the the uh, the nozzle out a little bit, and it kind of like sucks up, like hoovers up a little bit of its essence, and starts to analyze it. Cool. Buckle up. We're gonna be here for a little bit. Uh, oh no. The book has eight charges and can cast a number of spells developed by Tasha. Uh, with the weakest being Tasha's hideous laughter, and with one of the strongest being Summon Fiend, um, as well as Planar Binding, Plane Shift, Planar Ally, Magic Circle. Um, and magic jar, all plane and extra planar creature right. related things. Which I mean, this book is Tasha's research from exploring yeah. the abyss, so that kind of makes sense. Um, in addition, you can reference the demonomicon whenever you make an intelligence check to discern information about demons or a survival check related to the abyss, which lets you double your proficiency bonus. Uh, in addition to that, it has an ability called fiendish scourging. Your magic causes pain to fiends while carrying the book. When you make a damage roll for a spell cast against a fiend, you use the maximum possible result. Uh, it also has ensnarement while carrying the book. Whenever you cast the magic circle spell, naming only fiends or the planar binding spell targeting a fiend, the spell is cast at ninth level, regardless of the spell slot you used. Additionally, the fiend has disadvantage on its saving throw. Containment. The first 10 pages of the Demonomicon are blank. As an action while holding the book, you can target a fiend that you can see that is trapped within a magic circle. The fiend must succeed on a save uh, at disadvantage or become trapped in one of the Demonomicon's empty pages, which fills with writing describing the trapped creature's widely known name and depravities. Once used, this action can't be used again until the next dawn. Um, if you and the Demonomicon are on the same plane of existence, the trapped creature of the highest challenge rating within the book can attempt to possess you. You must make a DC saving throw. On a failure, you are possessed by the creature, which controls you like a puppet. The possessing creature can release you as an action, appearing in the closest unoccupied space. On a successful save, that fiend can't try to possess you again for seven days. 
Um, and to destroy the book, there is a very, very complex process that would be another multi-year campaign. So just assume that you can't do it. Uh, and yeah. lastly, uh, attuning to the book grants two minor beneficial properties, one minor detrimental property and one major detrimental property, which I would roll at the time of attunement. So they're not like set in stone right now. Um, the uh, and the sorry. And the last thing is that when you try to read it uh, and you are not attuned, the pages where the demons are contained appear blank to you. Um, like specifically the part where the, the demon's information yeah. is written, that part <clears throat> is hidden. The rest of it, Tasha's references and notes, you'd be able to read that stuff. But um, that is, for, those are all of the natures of the demonomicon of Tasha. For reference, when you say a major or minor detriment, could you give us like a, sure. a zero to 10 on the ouch scale? Like what we're talking here? Like, we're or talking an example. Like, we could take an example too. Yeah, well, I, I was, like, was going to say, I'll just read you an example off the table. Yeah. Um, uh, so a major detriment is while you're attuned to the artifact, creatures of a particular type are always hostile towards you. So that might be like all dirt folk, all hematicians, something like that. Um, a minor detrimental property, an example of that is um, while attuned to the artifact, your appearance changes as the DM decides. Minor beneficial properties, you get two of these, um, but here's an example. You are immune to disease. Hmm. So there, that kind of thing. Okay. Does reveal all this? So if you don't count the oh, part yeah. where the demon inside it is trying to possess you every seven days, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> is that before you tune to it or after you tune after to you it? attune to it? When you oh, attuning. right now the demons are trapped inside. However, many of them are trapped inside it, and they don't have a specific target to possess, which means they're probably just trying to break out. But it's I only wonder, the. Is it every demon can try and possess you, or just the most recent? Just one? the strongest. Oh, the strongest. I wonder if us being near it, well, us having the 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 rods probably kept the wards in place. But if we didn't have the rods, I bet us just getting near it would have caused something to happen. Is probably biding its time, waiting for an opportunity. If yeah, if technically, I don't think any demons. I mean, if it's if it's all based upon possession, then. Maybe demons can't escape if there's no one around, so that would is why it would be best to hide it. Um, I don't know if hiding it in a maintenance hatch is a good though, because even if somebody's just exploring, if they get too close, I don't know what the range of that thing is. Mm. You yes, know. That's true. So, what if like is is it possible that Jeb just doesn't get possessed? Like can pass? Like is his mind? Jeb, is your mind? Will you not be possessed by a demon? That's, like that sounds pretty. That's good. a huge risk. It's the way Jeb described it. That sounds like a huge risk. I, I think unless Jeb had countermeasures already in place, if he ever got possessed, which I, I don't know, we, we barely have countermeasures in place if we ever get enslaved by the Aboleth, which is basically True. the same thing. Mm. What do you mean? We got the bonking. That seems to work. Yeah, but I don't think bonking works against demon possession. Or at least I would speculate that that's not the case. And I don't really want to test it. Exactly. Thank you. Jeb, what do you think? Jeb is thumbing through a couple of the pages in the back of Tasha's notes part. You can make a history check to do that, Wash. Okay. I definitely think uh, it would be very beneficial, great. but I think it's definitely very risky to take with us right now. Even if we don't attune to it. 15. Uh, you're not sure. 
Dang it. I am actually quite concerned about this thing. And it feels like at the moment, it's not our problem and we should probably leave it. But that also feels like an irresponsible thing to do. But we don't really have time to go on any sort of diversion to handle this. Are we able to judge based off of that spell you cast, like how hard it would be to resist the possession? What if it's like a small chance thing? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a, it's just a small to moderate chance that you're possessed by a demon, you know? No <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we want to keep running with that risk. I I, I, I know. I'm sorry. Either hiding I the know, book I mean, or simply it's... returning it to where it was, because perhaps there's specific wards around where it was. Where, where was it sitting? Yeah, in the I should point yeah. out and, and remind you that you found it like crammed in between countless other books in a section that was, you know, labeled as like yeah. stuff about the abyss and, and demons and stuff. And so perhaps just the weight of those other books on either side of it was enough to stop it from being opened. Like sometimes maybe the simplest way is the best way. Huh. We just perhaps fashion a buckle. Alan. Could we get some of that material? Did, like up on that top deck, did you find any like material that was like really, really strong, like adamantine or something? Alan will literally pull out a bundle of adamantine that he has in his pack. Yeah, like this. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Um. Jeb is going to cast. Could I have some of it? Like, do you need it, or was it just for like posterity? Oh, or? Alan, As you I... have enough to either make the spell focus you want to make, or to try and make some kind of buckle for this book. Not enough well, to do as both. I, as I said yesterday, or not yesterday, earlier today, oh, that's I right. was hoping to make something for you. But if you, I mean, I would agree that this may be a more apt use for it um, to make some sort of lock or mechanism to keep this sealed then yes yeah. I would be more than willing to, to work on that I was thinking oh, like, um, oh hey Zoth what's up sorry we're, we're nerding about fabricating over here what's up all right I was going through uh, some of the knowledge I've, I've gained and if we wait a day I have um, I can prepare a spell uh, dispel evil and good which uh has its uh, feature uh, called break enchantment and can make you unpossessed essentially. That's good. Yeah, I feel like you would have to have that. Like, could you put that on a, a ward or or like or I don't I don't know. You all know the the fancy okay. magical stuff. We need to we need to look at the end goal and work our way backwards to to our next steps. Right. Mm -hmm. So should we be possessed? One step backwards from that, you know, we've got a way to break a curse, right? You know, or like to uh, what I don't I know spells. I don't know religion stuff, but, you know, like remove evil from your body. Can, OK, cool. Oh. Awesome. But one step further, do do we need somebody to attune to this? 
are we going up against demons? It looks like if we were going up against demons, this thing could be really helpful. It would help give us knowledge of hurting them more and like have things for binding them and, and stuff, you know? Does the abolith mm -hmm. count as a demon? The aboliths are not demons, no. No, they're extra planar, but they're like, they're from the like the far realm. They're, they're technically like... called aberrations, man. Oh, yeah. That oh. word. Aberrations. Oh. So, okay. Jeff, I have uh, two spells that I could prepare. I have Remove Curse, which would break your attunement to the book, and then I have the Dispel. Well, okay. I, I mean, to be fair, we don't know why that's Zoth good, that's good. was given the opportunity he has to be with us. Well, uh, I can tell you it clearly wanted on the material plane and needed an anchor to the material plane to get back. And so mm -hmm. the deal was that I be that anchor and then he bring me back with him and he makes us bodies. Is that not reason enough? It has enough? a body. Yeah. It, wait, what, what, do you, what do you mean is that not reason enough to what? I want to just, just maybe have precautions about whatever we just introduced into the world. Well, yeah, I, I get that, but like, it's not here, and you know, we need we we're on like a clock. For I know, but now I feel like that we're we're falling back to it's not our problem. Well, I, I, I mean, don't you're not that, wrong. I don't believe that the uh, the the methodology would be it's not our problem. It would be it is not the immediate problem. The aboliths are the immediate problem. It's pretty hard to get up this tower, like. I think if you just left it up here and came back another time. No, I like, I know for a fact work. every time we leave something behind or don't we pursue something, it. it always it ends up in the abolist hands one way or the other. The camera but whip pans to wherever you parked the cipher truck. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the thing, though. It's like we either the next thing we're doing like, is defeating the abolist. So how can they get their hands on love that optimism? Love that. I'm Thanks, just saying, yeah. e even then, Abolites aren't the only evil in this world. They're the immediate evil, and it's what we're fighting. Yeah, we go beat them and then but come if right we back. leave this here, in that small amount of time you think is small, it's not. It could be months, it could be years. And if we take it with us, we're bringing it right to them. Here's an no, alternative. No, we don't know what that evil could be. What if you just... Chuck it off the side of the tower so it no, falls into the lost no. mists of the sea. No. And then nobody can get to it. Yeah, no. No, that's... No. I find oh, that okay. idea to actually be pretty compelling, but... Do the I lost was... mist block divination magic? Okay. Like, look, I'm just saying, like, I dropped a book in a puddle one time, and when I picked it up, I couldn't even read the pages anymore. Like, you might be able to just destroy the whole book. See? I just, just like just like gestures at at Kane and, and looks at Alan is like, see, yeah, no, like that's, that's the logic saying. of this. I, I, I find <laughs> the logic to actually be somewhat compelling, but in a different way, uh, more for the magical oh. mists. But but does um, the mist block divination magic? Because someone could just use like locate object if they know what they're looking for. I don't yeah. know. So, it is, so it is certainly a risk. Like in the All middle of the storm is <laughs> this portal to where the aboliths came from. Do you really want this thing to get sucked into there and 
out of our world into whoever's hands. Like, I'm no, saying, it's just too many. Not really. Whether or not we decide to attune to it, I think most importantly, we should design a way that it can't open itself when yeah, unsuspecting so, people are near it. One, we don't need to attune to it right now. No. Right? Although ultimately, it will be valuable. Two, we either stash it here somewhere secret and safe or we, we yeah or or we like create a protective something or other like i could i could fabricate uh like an adamantine cage around it what if we just That's, put it back where we got it it didn't open there but we want it more safe and secure than how we found it in the three years since the darkening, no one has been able to find it. Yes, but in those three years, people have advanced considerably in, mm. in technology. There are airships flying all over the place now, and that wasn't the case three years ago. There aren't that many. Actually, it was the case three years ago, and just recently it's Well, you, you know but. what I mean. All of a sudden, there wasn't, and now there is again. Yeah. And that's uh -huh. all you need to get up here. Yeah, all you well, need. Do you know how long it took us to get our airship? Yes, because we're working independently. But think about the companies out there, and we're working also under the radar. Look, you know, man, we big can't afford. Airship is growing. Okay, they're gonna. <laughs> Just saying, I, the I way this stuff Fox works, it's, it's going to become more and more accessible, and it has done so already rapidly within just a year. That if you think trusting this to just sit on a shelf when we don't have when we, there's no weave yet, we don't know where we're going to restore the weave. We don't know if we can restore the weave. And then somebody comes up here exploring it because somebody will. I mean, come on. It's the thing up in the sky. You're telling me somebody's like, hey, I managed to rent an airship or I got passage and they said they managed to drop us off for a year. You think they're not going to come up here? There's some, there's I, some idiot. I, I idiot will do it. I think what the most pertinent action would be is to Jeb and I could work together to construct a adamantine or adamantine mithril hybrid um, containment device for the book um, that we create one key for. And we keep that key with us so that only we have access to opening no, the no, book. No, no, no. See, by Fox's logic, someone will come up here and they'll break into the adamantine cage. I, they don't need the well, key. They'll make it the lock. Looking, you know what's we, funny? You're funny because I actually, that is my logic. I, I do not trust leaving this thing. The more I'm thinking about it, I, I, I know it's dangerous and that's exactly why I don't trust anybody else right now because I feel like anytime we leave anything, it gets corrupted. It gets, it gets perverted and, and I, I just do not trust but if we have it on us, then it becomes our mission becomes protecting this at all costs, and we lose our ability to focus and battle on the task at hand. And no, it doesn't. If we make sure we have good safeguards around it, we can make sure. Well, at least on a person. What safeguards would you be happy with, Fox? I, I, I physical ones at the very least, so it doesn't just fucking flop open on us. I think the combination of physical safeguards and carefully considered hiding would be enough that I is think my it being up here is the safest place opinion. for it until we can return i think that's asking for trouble i, I think I asking think for that's... trouble is taking the book with us that's just my yeah opinion. we're just bringing it everywhere we go then that people can grab it steal it do whatever we do that with the rods 
Yes, but we out of necessity. I don't think it's a necessity to take this with us. I think it's a necessity to keep it out of the wrong hands. I think it's necessity to have it as a potential resource. If we take this and we go fight the Abolus right after this, we're bringing it right to them. I, oh, all right, listen, I, that's not my fear. My fear is even if we end up fighting the Abolus or not, that somebody else can get their hands on it. That's why I'd like to keep it. And we'll worry about under that our watch. when that happens. If that happens, I think it's very unlikely that that happens. You heard how he, he did you hear what he said that thing is capable of? Yes, that's why I don't think we should carry it around with us. Yes. Thank you. It's safest up here. Not many people have access to airships that get up here. Then they but have to get up here and more and more people find it. are. And we're not going to be gone for like Like Jeb said, the only thing that keeps them away from it after they get up here is six months of walking. I'm going to add yes, that attention that's pool. A, that's a strong deterrent. I have a plan. And they have to find it in the library. They need access. Like, not everyone can change their shape and get access to the robot. We had our rods on us. That's the only reason we had to do all that. That's what made it easy to find it. No, I want want to hear what what Jeb has to say. We're going to leave it here, but we are going to secure it. And I don't because I don't think we have need of it. The only uh, like we don't have an immediate need of it. If the Aboliths win and magic doesn't come back, then I believe our demon friend here will not be very powerful. That's that's one branch. If we succeed and magic comes back, our demon friend will likely be very strong. And But we will be in a place where we can come back and get it. What we need to guard against is it falling into anybody else's hands with the contingency that if we fail or succeed and we all fall, someone else knows where it is, the right so that it can fall into the right hands. So I think the play is Fox, you pull out your big talker guns and you let these guards have us, you talk these guards into letting us back inside so that we can just get inside and be left alone from the guards and stash it in this library. I thought the guards can, were going to let us put it back. Well, they're going to let us put it back. Yeah, I think, they were, I think they were. So anyway, we need to talk through that. I can fabricate a case of adamantine around it. I'm fine with using a lesser metal um, and then fabricate a casing of lead around it so it can't be scried upon or located. And then what we'll do is I'll disintegrate a hole through the floor and patch it up with Fabricate and we'll just mark, like record the location of where it is so that it's just stashed in solid magical stone. Room, uh, were you here when uh, the wizards were here? Yeah, dude, I'm a broom. I've been here since like if things needed to be swept. What? Okay, well, do you think uh, hiding it in the floor is better than with the hiding spot you suggested? I, I, I'm actually pretty inclined by what Jeb says here. That's actually... Yeah, sounds great. Okay, room agrees. What would be really important, though, is make sure when you use magic on the floor, like, be really careful that you don't disturb the stone. 
pattern and stuff because it'll be impossible to clean. Oh. Like you can't sweep it away, you know, like the design has to match. Oh, right, right. We have to yeah. make sure the floor looks exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like etchings it's and stuff. You're right, Broom. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, especially okay. if you're trying to hide things. Uh, can you ask your broom if the floor under the hidey hole part has is solid or has etchings? Oh, uh, broom, uh, the maintenance port, does it... It's got a rune what if on we, the floor. It's, it's got a rune board. on the floor? Yeah, like it, it runs the glowy blue beam. Oh. oh, okay. So we probably don't want to disturb that. Yeah, you probably shouldn't disturb that. It would get fixed, so people would go down there and they would they would maybe find it. Right, if we accidentally broke that, they would fix yeah. it. Oh, well, if that's it a, worked, you know what? Then you could leave it there. But that's another thing to consider. If we do get magic back on, do you think they have some sort of system set up? Like, obviously they escaped. We don't know if they're living wherever they are, but if they're outside of this realm, do you think they have some way of knowing when magic returns? Probably. I mean, if they do and we hide it in the floor, then there it is. If they don't and we hide it in the floor, there it is. I yeah. you know, no, I'm I'm still good with that, but that might complicate things if we ever need it. Sure. But and I know you're right. I, I'm okay with what Jeb said. Putting it well, in the floor. Wrapping it in lead is like a really good move because yeah. that way, even if magic comes back, like they can't find it. They'll be like, oh, it's missing, but I can't. No divination yeah. magic is going to get through that. I, like, yeah, until see, you I get up into that. like the ninth degree, you know, but before that, like. Wouldn't, well, I they would never think to look under their own noses. Yeah. Right. No, an apple cat would have gotten you there faster. But I appreciate that you took the uh, long way. Sometimes it's good just to go the slow way, just to remember how like other people have to live. When, That's okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't the powerful wizards know it would be encased in lead if they can't use divination magic on it? That doesn't mean that's well, going to make it problem. easier to find it. I would say it would be easy. if if there if there is a demogorgon demon roaming the world that has access to magic and all of these wizards come back, they will not be a problem. They I will also, be an asset. To be fair, I don't think that this order of wizards would have any investment in giving the book to oh, no, the demogorgon. Not. So really, it's that guy that we're trying to make sure doesn't find the book, if I understand correctly, right? Like the wizards clearly had it and didn't do evil things with it before that we know of. Oh, so I'm if they found it again, it really wouldn't be that big of a deal compared no. to like what we really don't want is like this dude to be like hey my demon friends live in this book i should throw a reunion party to be yeah. fair i thought what's more common is just somebody who doesn't know what it is gets their hands on it and unleashes gets possessed, the gets possessed and unleashes no. chaos uh okay. so okay um let's, let me let's go get up this there plan into motion yeah yep. yeah you're you're up All right Maybe just say we're going to put it back. As soon as you poke I, your head out of the pocket dimension, one of the robots leans down and offers you an elbow. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, I would like to escort these fine folk uh, back in, and put back this dangerous replica. We're done with the study space now. Once, of course, everyone leaves it. Excellent. Thank you for returning the books to their proper places. The curators will be pleased. Oh, of course, of course. The two centuries stand at attention right where they are. The one, you know, continues yep. leaning down to help people out of the pocket dimension. I and as exit. as Jeb is probably the last one out, the pocket dimension behind you kind of disappears. And the one sentry takes the rope, uh, which is a little bit frazzled and frayed now, and just drops it onto one of the runes on the floor where it fizzles out of existence. 
Nice. All right. Uh, well, well, follow me, everyone. Let's go. Yep, let's go. Let's do it. As you walk off, eventually you get more than 100 feet away, and with a pew, everything kind of disintegrates behind you. The two sentries disappear, and your steps continue to be illuminated just oh. by the runes that are near you and on the wall. Uh, so you're just going back to where it was originally? No, you're hiding it in the floor. So you go to yeah, wherever you want to hide I, it. Uh, Fox. Yes. Why don't you take Why don't you take Zothkug and just like go hang out? You know, spend some. Owlin and I are gonna tinker on this thing. We'll get it put where it needs to go. Um, are you sure? I I can. Uh, it's gonna take some time. I can help. And it's gonna be like boring things. I mean, I was mostly just gonna be fabricating and whatnot. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. like I I I I'm trying to learn magic stuff, right? Maybe maybe you know what? Maybe I could take the broom somewhere. Do you want to go somewhere, right, broom? Yeah, dude, let's go somewhere. Uh, I just want to go on yeah, adventures. Yeah, see, he, he, wants, he wants to go somewhere. Uh, I, think, I think I'm just going to... Um, I've been trying to learn uh, some some leadership-type qualities, and one of them is just, uh, in this case, just telling you, you've been weird towards Zoth recently, and I think that you two should speak about that and, and figure it out. So we're going to go... Uh, I've tried, It's this book. I don't know what you're talking about. And Alan will take like That's put part of the my hand on Jeb's back and, and uh, start guiding <laughs> further into the library. Great. Uh, Al, so we'll come back to Fox and Zoth in just a second. Let's follow Alan and Jeb first. So the two of you walk off. Um, tell me about what's happening for the two of you. All right. Uh, purpose one: We're going to find a an inconspicuous location as inconspicuous of a location as possible with as little or which with as most plain flooring as possible. I don't want to have to try and recreate weird, crazy etchings or disturb any sort of arcane power conduits or, or whatever. Sure. So um, I, mean, I can even cast uh, detect magic to like find a mundane spot. That's fine. The floors of the upper balconies um, or really all of the balconies, there are no runes in those floors. The runes are just in the walls. So you can pick any of the balconies and they're, you know, they're pretty thick, like big stone. There's enough space in them is what I'm saying, where you could kind of okay. just put a okay. hole in and put the book in there and it would be fine. So you can do that on any balcony, one through 20. Um, Alan, what balcony yes. do you think? One through 20. I'm thinking we said floor, but we didn't say balcony. Okay. Okay. I need to, I need to back up a second. Because often Fox aren't here, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, they're I gone. Didn't. Yeah. Um, for I'm, some reason, the first number that came to mind is fourteen. Seems like a random number. Love to it, me, but love it. Yeah, double luck. There we go. Yeah. Um, and we'll as we're walking up to floor fourteen, I am probably being paranoid. Uh, but I don't. I I have suspicions that there are some sort of connections between Zoth and this demon. And I don't mm. want any possibility of any shred of connection to permit this demon to know where this book is being hidden. That's think, why I wanted Fox and Zoth to go somewhere else. I we know, cut I downstairs know. to Fox and Zothkug. Your two yeah. uh, companions have just kind of walked off and Kay's like, yeah, I'm just going to give you guys some space. And he kind of like walks off <laughs> to a wall, sits down and starts smoking an apple cat. So, yeah, this broom talks. I, you've you've said that. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, broom, can you can you talk to other people if they touch you? I mean, I can, I can talk to other people, but I was I just kind of liked you. I don't know. 
Oh, uh, okay. Uh, he, he evidently is just shy. He, he could have talked to you this entire time, but he just doesn't want to. Yeah. He goes to another school, you know. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I guess, you know, just like Shadow Walker, right? Talking things in my head. Not new. Yeah, not new. Yeah, no, no, uh, nothing really different, I uh, guess. What's going on with you? Uh, well, um, I mean, I just agreed to take charge of a Avatar's mission. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. Uh, and having like this sore spot in my left shoulder for a while now. Like, I know, I know we like used to go to the village doctor, but we really we can't really do that anymore. So you have not been doing your PT exercises. I mean, like I do, you know, normal exercises, but lately I, you know, it's just I, I'm, I'm either knocked unconscious or we're like rushing from place to place are managing scouts and lookouts. It's just, you know, life gets busy. All right. I know you've been up here for who knows how long months. I've told you that several times now. Well, yeah, but, you know, I don't know. I did. Fox, man. You gotta stop this. This is exactly how you were, you know, back in that tunnel. You remember that? What, what tunnel? You know, the tunnel, the, the secret tunnel that we had as kids or whatever. Well, okay, that that's different. All right. And we didn't know each other as well back then. Okay. We didn't really actually get to know each other until we hit, you know, got on the road. Yeah, you now know. you're acting like you, you barely know me now or something or ignore well, me. I, I, don't, I don't know. I do. Do I? Y you were dead. I knew that. I knew that guy. You're not dead. And I we didn't bring you back. We tried. We tried really hard. OK, like we we put our blood, sweat and tears for like a week into trying to get you back. And, and, and you need to show up here. Just I'll find and beat you just with a demon connection. I I to. In my defense, I didn't know he was a demon when we uh, made the agreement. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. The same guy that I was, more or less. I mean, that's kind of. Kind of the problem, I guess. Uh, you don't feel like I'm the same? No, I I think you are. I just a lot's happened, okay? A lot has happened. And I think you should process that. Yeah, I I, I you're right. Yeah, I, I I should process that. In fact, I I've spent plenty of time processing that. I just you haven't been there for any of it. That is correct. Sorry, I'm just catching up. He hasn't been there because he was dead, right? <laughs> yes, Broom. Okay. I'm good now. Sorry. You're, you're pretty caught up, Broom. We cut back upstairs <laughs> as they sit there and have this moment together uh, so, uh, having this you're conversation. You're speculating that if Zothkug was the anchor 
for this demon to come to the material plane that perhaps the demon can see things through Zoth's eyes? Do you think there's some sort of possession? Do you think, and then Alan, like, his eyebrows raise, do you think that Zoth was hinting at the fact that he is the Demogorgon's avatar or body? No. No. Okay. I don't think so. But all I'm saying, like, like if he was the Demogorgon, we don't know anything about the Demogorgon other than it's a really, really bad demon. Yeah, then that's mostly just guessing from the name. <laughs> right, right, right. But if it was, it wouldn't be hinting at us. As this is the dumbest thing the Demogorgon could do. You know? That's true. Unless I mean, we don't know the psyche of a of a demogorgon. I, I yeah, mean, maybe I, it's I, a self-defeatist demogorgon that continually <laughs> sabotages itself. Like we, we don't know. Or but likes my to point play is, games. Yeah, my point is, if I was a really powerful demon, and this really kind, mm. really accommodating soul was like, yeah, man, I'll help you out. Why would I make a fair trade? Yeah, I understand. Why would that. I not take advantage of it as much as possible? Mm-hmm. And that body that Zoth's soul is in was made by it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what secret pocket or whatever. I don't. I don't want to be in a place where I mistrust Zoth because I love him to pieces. Mm-hmm. And I was dumbfounded when we saw him. You know. Mm-hmm. But I think it's all I'm saying is that it was worth 15 minutes of us walking in different directions for a little bit for the sake of maybe a, a fluke and there is something there. I don't I don't have anything that I'm going on but a hunch. That's it. And I hope I think, it's a bad hunch. But I think it fair. seemed like the risk reward was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Or it could be totally worth it. I don't know. Well, That's now all. that we're now that we're here at the 14th balcony, um let's see where the where the where's where's a good spot to hide this thing? Oh, anywhere that doesn't have a ton of etching. I mean, I can fabricate and move the stuff around as much as I need to, but it's uh, I'm not the artsy type. So so putting it back together, like I can put it back together, but it I would rather make a smooth finish rather than mm-hmm. little etchings and stuff. Makes sense. So yeah, we'll look on the floor. Um, does does the balcony seem like the thickness of the floor between each level is going to be enough to hide this in a yeah. in a in a thing of lead? Okay. There picture like big stone blocks, like what what they used in the pyramids, like that kind okay. of thickness. Cool. Um, so yeah, just trying so we'll to find pick a, a good, block. There you go. Um, just trying to find yeah the most nondescript block. Sure. You you find one. Okay. All right. Um, are you man, so to, to clarify? Are you using it, the adamantine and the mithril? Just as a reminder, those are also materials that you identified Laredith as as wanting for her machine. Laredith um, needed the adamantine. Uh, well, she just had been bemoaning not having it. She thought it would make her life easier. They're not things that she was uh, like. I can't build this without them. They were things that she thought would would make the result better. These could these could aid us in a couple of ways. Um, how confident do you feel about protecting this thing without adamantine or myth- mithril? Well, okay, so lead hundred percent because we for we need it for the non-detection, mm-hmm. right? Um, adamantine, I was just thinking 
I was actually thinking an adamantine cage around it, mm -hmm. completely sealed, no lock, no nothing. It just looks like a slab of adamantine because I was thinking we would bring it with us. And if we're just mm -hmm. hauling around the, like a seemingly thin ingot of adamantine, it would one, be inconspicuous and two, be hard to break into unless mm -hmm. I used fabricate to like defabricate parts of it. You know, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, so it doesn't necessarily need adamantine. Uh, I mean, it, when I look at this block DM, is this like a four by four foot block or is it like like a 10 foot block? Like how big are these blocks of stone? Uh, there may be, I mean, it's a five foot square cause that's easy for me. Uh, sure. so size wise, and then they're probably like three feet tall, three shins okay. vertically. So, I mean, we're looking at a foot and a half of stone encasing it. Mm -hmm. If we just sunk it into the stone, like we could do that. That's a possibility. Um, you know, what if about... we really want the myth or I mean, the adamantine, maybe we could just get some iron out of there or something like that and encase it in iron and then encase it in there. Well, I, I think the primary um, thing that we're scared about, aside from using the iron to or, or the lead to keep it from being detected, is just opening. Correct. So what if what if one vertical and one horizontal band of adamantine that doesn't use all of the adamantine that I have? just uses a little okay. bit of it um, just to keep it from opening um, so that if somehow it was yeah. know, dug into and found through the lead even just accidentally that there would be a level of extremely strong you know very powerful material that in order for it to be opened would need to be broken um, it I does, mean, a band, it, two two bands around it would be enough for it to not slip out and yeah. probably wouldn't use too much material, but... That's what I think. So that way... We um, could probably even use less material if I made it a chain. Remember, there's only a small amount of each material here. Like, they had, they had token amounts of each material for study. They didn't necessarily intend to build anything with their collections of materials here. Hmm. So... That's the reason that you were able to take four materials when you were leaving, Ellen, because they're just like little, gotcha. you know, yeah. handfuls worth of the material. So probably maybe, yeah, maybe we just encase it in stone unless there's, I don't know. I think, I think that will be enough because we're not transporting it anymore. If, if it is undetectable because of the iron being just encased in stone is, or not because of the iron, because of the yeah. lead, I think just being encased in stone is enough. Okay. Because okay. at that point, it's, you know, no one's going to find it. If they somehow did, that is, I don't think we can be blamed for that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And I'll set the book on the ground and I'll take the little cube of lead mm -hmm. and... Uh, set it on top of it and I'm going to cast fabricate and it's going to like melt and get just like great completely envelop it almost like it's been dipped in bronze or something like that cool and then you're just from there you're just going right into the stone yeah cool yeah so while you're doing that we cut back down to Zothkug and Fox who have been having this talk I, I, I'm just saying you, you can't 
and just show up back in somebody's life after being dead and just expect things to, to be all fine and hunky-dory. All right, I'm glad you're back. I truly am. And that's... I don't know. I might never ever feel the same way or it just might take some time. All right, but you can't just be like, Fox man, just get over it, bro. Like, no, I'm not. I and I, I refuse to. Over it. I just wanted to figure out why you were acting so weird. But this is weird. All right. You telling me uh, uh, somebody who you grieved over, you watch die, that you spent a week trying to resurrect and with the best minds that you had available to you and you still failed. And after all of that, they just show up. After you've already processed, you have tried your best. You did everything you could and you accepted they died. And then and, and here you are. I mean, it's certainly not normal. I just, I don't know. I didn't think you'd be so distant. I, I didn't think you'd be alive. That's fair. So how about we just... I'm going to go back to trying my best to get through this whole... I, I don't know what... Whatever I'm doing with my life, and I... I and I'll try to be there for you and be supportive and I'd all that, but just, I, I, I can't really give you much more than that right now, okay? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Since we have the time, do you want your leg back or not? No. Okay. That's part of who I am. Okay. I can, I'll, I'll respect that. But if you do want it back, just ask. If I ever want it back, I'll ask. Zoth is gonna gonna go in for a hug if Fox. <coughs> Fox kind of stiffs up, and then we'll get through. This kind this. of embraces it a little bit, but is clearly yeah not a full hug. Alan, we'll as there. as you and. Uh, Jeb are walking back down the stairs to rejoin them. Having finished your task of hiding the book, you are reminded of nearly a year ago, Fox, uh, whose leg has just been cut off in the Umbral Sea, just railing against the world and Zothkug trying to comfort him. Zoth reaching out for a hug and like holding him and Fox stiffening up as the rain kind of comes down and Zoth saying, look, man, I'll just be here whenever you need me. Uh, you just mm -hmm. kind of see the pictures parallel as you walk back to the group. Um, and then you re-enter the scene. Well, uh, it is hidden. Oh, great. Um, nice well, job, uh, man. nicely done. I think they made some real progress down here too. <laughs> Were you listening? Uh, Kenny? Not like a ton, but at the end it looked like there was like a really firm establishment of like, mutual support but also defining the boundaries of the relationship and i just thought that was really good for you are we do you still need to experiment with me jumping off this cliff is that <laughs> is that something we need to do uh no i actually feel quite confident that we'll all be able to jump off the cliff uh you want to go can we do something uh yes let's all jump off a cliff okay back to good old times 
Indeed. I can't believe Fox actually wants to jump off the cliff. This is exciting. Oh, um, and just so that you guys know, <clears throat> the place where we hid the book, um, I put a small peppermint leaf. Are you sure? Insignia, just like kind of like barely recessed into the floor. So, you know, in case you guys need to come back and find it. Okay. Or in case we need to send somebody else. That's like, that's where it's located. All right. I think with the intricate carvings on the floor, it's something that anyone who does not know specifically to look for that carving will miss. So. Hey, uh, hey, Broom. Yeah, what's up, dude? And I, I say this in my own head, so I'm just like, can you hear my thoughts? Yeah, bro. You just see Fox's eyes light up like for no reason. You're like, yeah, isn't it awesome? Fox, what we can it? totally talk about people they never know. There's no All people right. up here for you to pickpocket besides us, Fox. So in my own head, I'm just like, so you're telling me this whole time I could just been having conversations with you without sounding like I'm crazy? Yeah, dude. Wait a minute. You can't can sweep you? this kind of gossip under the rug. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to say it in my mind again can you can you send a message to jeb then can you can you can you say, yeah, you want me to say? i said hi yeah jeb you hear in the back of your head just suddenly out of nowhere hey fox says hi no no it's a demon what <laughs> what, what? <laughs> jeb man no. what is it no no uh, jeb that was that was the broom <laughs> that was the that was the broom oh man you gotta warn you gotta <laughs> warn a fella <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just found out that I never had to speak out loud this entire I'm time. I'm a little strong out right now. It's been a big day and I'm worried about things possessing people. Possessing people, you know, the first <laughs> sign is you hear voices in your head. Hey, man, if you're feeling like high strung and like really stressed, I have no. got the perfect <laughs> friends don't let friends. Friends don't. Do cats. Why not, dude? Friends should always share apple cats. Look, okay, it's off, okay. man. You want an apple cat? Not right now, man. We've been over it. We've had this conversation. You're right. We'll We've totally talked pie. about it. That's my bad. What about you, Fox? I, you know what? I'm glad to share one with you. Just maybe not right now. Broom? Maybe not right now is the What time. do you think, Broom? Yeah, all right. I respect that. Alan? <laughs> um, Alan uh, considers the multiple, uh, like, um, Packs of parachutes he's holding, <laughs> like slung over his arm. Actually, um, yes, that sounds perfect. There you go, man. <laughs> and he hands Alan you a will, fresh apple cap. Yeah. Alan is Whoa. getting ready to fall for the umpteenth time. <laughs> Wait. And I say this to my mind to the broom. Broom, were you able to talk to anyone before we showed up? I like don't. after the after everybody left? Yeah. Like I, were you able to I asked this lazy big dude that you found to take me with him so I could go on adventures, but he wouldn't. He didn't clean it at all. It was gross. Did, did he respond to you at all? He just was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. So you don't need a weave? Did you, I don't even know if you have the co ability to comprehend this, but do you not need a weave to, to speak? I have no idea what that means, dude. I'm a broom. <laughs> I swept up a weave Jeb, Jeb, I just, I think this broom might be really functional. 
I'm a broom. I'm so functional. <laughs> for, for like our uses. You see dirt on the ground, sweep it up with me. That's wait, my function. Wait, how, how far can you talk? Do, do you have like an inherent feeling of like how far you can, I guess, yell? No, just to people like right next to me, I think. Oh, okay. Well, that's still important. Okay, never mind. Never mind, Jeff. <laughs> this room's not functional. <laughs> I mean, like, it's still useful. This is a useful broom, I'm just saying. Do, do we want to take the broom with us? I, I didn't think that was a question. I was. Are you like, getting into cleaning? Well, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying. The All right, listen. And I say in my mind to the broom, hey, can you pass this on to, uh, I'm trying to prove a point. Oh, please don't, don't make him do anything. <laughs> <laughs> can you speak to Alan and, and can you tell him, like, that Wait we can speak? This way between each other that you're like the middleman. Can you explain that to to Alan? I can try. Uh, hey, Alan, uh, Fox says that he and I can talk like this, and that that's good. Alan will like very carefully, like as if because he's never he's never mentally communicated like this with uh -huh. anyone before. Um, like it mentally just um interesting. What is, Tell that what is to happening? Fox. <laughs> he says it's interesting. See, I mean, that's what I'm special. saying. I say that out loud. Okay. Hey guys, hmm. this is nothing special, and I cast message at Alan. See? Uh, you're right. It isn't. It well, isn't no, but this, this, this crazy. doesn't, this doesn't totally cost labor. anything. But also, the See, broom neither does, message. does have a very uh, it is like it. pleasant whisper. Um, yeah, dude, just, oh, just, oh, I see how it is. I well, how it is. <laughs> just, just like you know, pleasant sounding voice. It's very friendly. Guys, yeah. if we want oh, to talk oh, telepathic, Jeb, Jeb, I find your voice very comforting and friendly. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, mm -hmm. if we want to te communicate telepathically, I can create a telepathic link for up to an hour. For oh, free. yeah, but this is free. Well, mine I, is too. Like, it just yeah. takes 10 minutes of ritual casting. Yeah, this takes nothing. Yeah, but it's only one the broom to one other person. Why I can do it to all of us. To, you know, like, reinvent I remember. Like I already I remember. Cool. Sorry, Broom, you got to speak up, really. I know I know you have like a quiet voice, but I can't <laughs> hear you when other people are talking. Uh, sorry, man. I was just saying, why are they so convinced <laughs> to like reinvent the wheel right now? Like I already got it. Yeah, you that's know? what I'm saying. F I Broom's remember. got my back. I'm taking the broom with me. That's that's fine. <laughs> I remember reading one of the Grey Watch comic books when I was a kid, and one of them had like a broom that she like rode around on. Can you fly broom? I have no idea. I've never tried. <laughs> hey, uh, we're actually about to have a great opportunity to test that. Um, very, <laughs> very true. soon. And if so, you can't, it might just feel like you are. <laughs> yes. Uh, so broom, if you can't fly, we're about to fall very far. So I really hope you can. <laughs> well, that's why we have these. And Alan will once again hold up the, sure. the cluster of Mine's uh, the small parachute one. packs. Yeah, but, you know, those aren't going to work for the broom. Wink, wink. I completely do yeah. not understand what you were meant to imply you with you those only four. Well, I was, I was, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Alan ruined it. Yeah, broom. I was gonna, I was gonna pull a little prank on you. I'm just a broom, but I'm a broom that lived its life in a citadel that's a repository of arcane knowledge. Come on, man, give me some credit. <laughs> I, it would have been funny. 
I guess I can't really see your an face. Interesting question: Do brooms read? No. You know what I'm curious about is he like, said no. <laughs> okay. Why does the broom's voice sound so dusty? Oh yeah, I'm gonna look at the broom. Is it that like sounds like the setup for clean? a fun Is the broom not clean? No, I'm just trying not to be an abrasive presence. <laughs> well, you're you're very quiet. Yeah. Usually and unabrasive. That's you know that's valid. You know, you know what? what? You were walking along, and I could have been like, "Hey, man, take me on the adventure." But then you would have been just like you're doing right now. Yeah, and yeah. You know what? Like, Stay. Hey, can I come? And that's so much more respectful. Yeah, no, know, I, I agree. Sorry, me and the broom sake. are having a conversation about indoor and outdoor voices, and I, I think, mm. imagine mm. the voice you heard in your your head just earlier was really loud and you like yelled at you. Mm. It I yeah, probably that would be uncomfortable. Been, yeah, that would have been very demonic. <laughs> All right, I do believe okay. uh, we should begin to. Are you a demon? Prepare broom? the broom is not a demon. Uh, Alan <laughs> will start handing out the uh, parachute packs. If I and just fist bump me right now. <laughs> Alan is going to hand out the parachute packs and be like, "All right, I believe it is time that we begin our descent." Uh, do we know which? side oh, of this I face that we have to jump this. off to land like near roughly where we started um if i, I understand try to remember. this thing is like 15 miles wide or something so probably on the side that we're on well i don't know it took six months i think that would wrap around at least a couple times it might not match up perfectly to the side we're on that's a fair point let me look up <laughs> we got to go that way <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to share with the rest of the class job yeah dm how far is it away in the direction that i pointed that we need to go to the western edge i'm not sure i understand the question how far is it to walk to the western edge to jump off the western edge yes uh i don't know less than 15 miles Tally ho! <laughs> All right, is going to summon st uh, his phantasmal steed and be like, "Sure sucks to be your feet right now." Let's go. <laughs> I put the broom between my legs. Broom, if you can fly, now's the time to show me. All right, ready? One, two, three. Huh? I jump. You land back on your feet. All right, broom. And you know it's been a I long shot. I know. There, we were doing it. Yeah, we were doing it for a second. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's probably like a muscle. Like, I'll build up. Yeah, yeah. We can keep training. We can keep training. Yeah. I just kind of skip down. Look at us go. You know what? I'll cast fly on Fox. I told you. I told you I could do it. I think you're doing it. I'm doing it. All right. <laughs> well, Ellen and Karen guys, my broom flies. Yep. Uh, time to so it's walk. So like, I not just like we've been doing that I the whole time. Lean over the edge and then go. Like once we get. <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit, but yes, um, it will be leaning over the edge and then going. And then we need to all make sure that we stay together. We're going to. Uh, How do we do that? That sounds like it's going to be a major athletic feat for us to uh, tie a rope around all of us. Well, Ooh. Alan, when these things open up, we don't want to be like right, right next to each other, right? 
This is true. We will need to time our separation to to be, you know, at the correct moment, um, which will be requires like a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, maybe get maybe maybe this is a two apple cat instance. I was just thinking <laughs> that maybe another apple cat would help with this. What if, what if we just tie ropes around each other? Like I said, we want to be able, or like Jeb said, um, and then I reiterate. I don't know. These things on our back look really complicated, point. and if that rope tangles it up, I'd. I don't know what that'll do, but it, it, it based off of the few experiments I've done, I feel like that would be bad. It feels like it needs a lot of room to expand. And if the ropes get in the way, the ropes could be up to 50 feet if we all have one. Yeah, I'm just saying, well, okay, what if I pull slightly before you do it? This is a, tying us together as we're trying to like float down. This is a terrible idea. I, I agree. Terrible to stick idea. Together. We need to stick together until we don't. Does that make sense? <laughs> no. No. Um, Not in the sweetest. We can hold hands. We can hold and then hands. Let go. And then let go after probably. I don't know. Um, we said it was going to be about an hour of falling. Or was it less than that? Uh, we redid the math and we came out with closer to 10 or 15 minutes. So I said that we would minutes. do 10 checks. Oh, I was off by four. Of the fall. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, 10 checks? Mm-hmm. Whoa. The average skydiver is in free fall for less than one minute. Or so, Felix Baumgartnering it. Yeah. So yeah. the athletics checks are to maintain your, like, falling in formation together. And I'm just doing one per minute. To It's a combination of resisting the G-forces, maintaining your body yeah. position, yeah. all of the things that go into doing skydiving. Keeping yourself so mentally... Yeah. Together. Your yeah. reaction times. And you can use athletics or acrobatics only if you're trained in one of those. Otherwise, you will have to use raw strength. It well. is it, it it is going to be about ten to fifteen minutes of well, I would say ten to thirteen minutes, fourteen minutes of staying together, and then about a minute of uh, not staying together and then and then um, just so I'm clear and then pulling the cord and just so I'm clear we have no idea if your boat is down there um we so have like an if estimation we miss this landing we're just gonna plummet into the sea very slowly. no the goal is to is to land on we could also land on your boat uh my boat is inside the pillar wait Alan and you said you gutted it I thought, it's, it's still I thought these it's still I landing these things spot. were like gliding out. I didn't know these were just going down. They are going you know, at the top. No, no. They're, remember, we, we they're tested going it. Down, I can pull but on the steering. sides. We can steer. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so the idea is that we can we should be able to steer ourselves back towards the pillar. Can we just start with them out? Yeah, so I guess uh, clarify for me then, is your plan to land on the... I thought you were going back to where you started your climb. Are you instead trying to, like, leave the pillar behind and get to the mountains of stainless or something? <laughs> no. Um, no, the goal was to, yeah, get back to where we started. But okay. with, uh, I guess, the Alan's thought was with the steering, we should be, you should be able to bank back in towards the pillar. Alan, yeah. Alan, Alan, maybe it's been a long time, like a half a year. 
but we have not made any communication with our ship. And they were all going off to do things and rendezvous with other adventuring teams. Like, they're not going to be down there. Didn't they say, well, when did they say they'd be back? I thought they said they would be back. Can I roll we a, didn't a history tell them check? Six months. <laughs> can I can I roll a memory check here? Yeah, roll a history check. Zoth wouldn't know because he wasn't there. He uh, wasn't. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Uh, if now I'm trying to roll the check. Uh, if I recall correctly, <laughs> I think you had estimated while you were on the cug boat how long the climb would be because I think Laredith helped you make those calculations. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I believe they would have then expected you to take six months up, maybe a week doing stuff, and six months down would probably have been oh. their anticipated timeline for you. Hmm. Okay. So, so we if we get down a lot need... faster, we probably should bank on finding our own way to communicate with them. Probably land. I, I mean, we're in the middle of like on the edge of the coastline, right? Like maybe we can get to a village or something and find a contact. Or we, we need to reconfigure down. these things to go out or like, you know, to get away from this thing. Chat, Which they can. I'm going to put this D6 on the pillar that they're Weird. on right now. I don't think, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we're on the north pillar. No, they're yeah. on this pillar Which right Which means here. that it's, and these are 30 mile hexes, if I remember They are correctly. 30 mile hexes. So that means we're 30 miles from shore. Can we just, uh, just walk down and then they'll be there when we thought they would be? It just depends That's on whether we months. think... That I mean, they're going to be six months anyway. That's the thing is. Do we are we confident that we can get back in contact with the ship and reconvene with them, even though they're not expecting it faster than six months? If we if we if we jump off now and find a village, I bet I, I think do so. That. I, I, I honestly think so. I think it, okay, if they, you can. I, I mean, no, I, it would be a use of some of the magic stored up inside me, but like we're going to have to use some of that magic to pull this thing off. Right. Like, I think mm -hmm. I could probably just send up like a sort of arcane flare type thing. Well, it'd be divine because I did it, but send up a flare that, you know, would be really visible. The problem is that like it wouldn't just be visible to your guys, you know, more than four guys would see it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Can't you message the other avatars potentially? I could try that. I mm. think I hang on. Let me check my spell list, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to breathe, Fox. Don't bring it up if it's not a problem yet. I mean, did you say that out loud? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really What's curious now. Yeah, I'm. I'm about to be potentially very upset. I. Why? I. I, I don't want to make a big deal out of it if it's not a thing to make a big deal out of. The more you delay, the bigger of a deal it's making. Well, I'm, I'm waiting for just, like, for uh, the Manny. Kay to the tell us. Say it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm waiting. To, if Kay has the ability to talk with the other avatars, I will be grateful in this moment, but upset at. Oh, uh, I get what you're saying. Why he hasn't before? Yeah. Probably the Apple Cats. <laughs> probably that the Apple Cats. Probably part of it. Nah, dude, I'm sorry. Most of I could find them. 
and tell you where they were, but I wouldn't be able to like talk to them or anything. Hmm. Well, what? What? Isn't there, Jeb? You would know. Back before the darkening, wasn't there a magical way to send a message on like any distance as long as you yeah. knew the recipient? Hundred percent. Was it mess? message? Was that message no. or was that sending? No, it's called sending, but it requires a weave for the for the message to travel across. And without any weave, you know, we don't have any distance. Like I could do sending. Well, I could probably well, figure it out. But if I didn't know, we're gonna have like a range. Have a weave? Right? Could K send? No, his hair is natural. <laughs> we could. I mean, we could try it. Let's see if it works. I don't know that spell. But I have some of the, you know, I've, I've got this repository of magic. Maybe we can use it just in like a burst. You know what I'm saying? No, but okay. All right. Well, are you saying you'd fuel one of our spells? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I could try. So instead of fueling it with arcane, we feel it with divine. Right. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. See, he gets it because he's had an apple cat earlier today. No, no, and if you had had an apple cat, you would get it. I mean, purely coincidental. Yeah, you're the. I don't have sending. Jeb and Owlin, you, you, you two are the, the. I also do not have sending. I do not have sending. We're the sober ones. You are correct. Well, I mean, maybe well, we can I'm not find sober. a something oh. in this. Oh. Surely, somewhere in this library is is a scroll of sending. Oh, uh, soft, soft. Can't you use sending? I'm going through. Actually, I don't have it prepared at the moment. You got your flashcards in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> we do have time. Um, and we have the six likelihood months. of there the likelihood of there being a scroll of sending here um, is actually probably high. Um, could Alan roll like Arcana or History to, I guess, double check that statement? Oh. I need to check something. They oh, don't wait, have but, a lot of like the single scrolls with the spells in them. This is like they they have to be really powerful by the time they show up. So for the most part, God, like they have yeah. their spell books by the time they get here. Guys, so you'd be looking for like a full wizard spell book and that is one of the things they are least likely to have left behind but there are oh. some of the wizards who who have died here who like you could maybe check their rooms there's a small chance that you'd find something in there guys i do have it prepared <laughs> oh uh, there you go all right all right all right i don't maybe you two know how divine arcane i don't i don't know why there's a difference all right is what i'm trying to say this is not my wheelhouse well, I didn't have a weave to use it before. But I'm saying, uh, Alan, Jeb, do you have any ideas how we can help Kay? Or is Kay, are you just going to vibe it out? We're just going to vibe it out. But I'm curious, like, do, are they going to even know what to do with it if Zothkug's voice appears in their heads? Um, Probably not. Wow, so many great ideas. <laughs> All at once. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Just as long as we make it clear in the message, right, that we need a pickup. What if Zoth tries his best to sound like Alan? No, I, so I think the more he distorts his voice, it's going to sound more suspicious. Oh, yeah, we don't want to be me. suspicious. That would not be good. Maybe you guys could help me choose the 25 words. I don't think I'm the best for the message itself. Okay. You'd be like, hey, bros. Come See, those are two, mess two words. <laughs> okay, okay. We can craft this, right? Because this is this is really important. Because if they don't believe it or they don't get it, 
What, do we even know if it'll be successful? Well, they can send a message know. back, right? That's how sending works. But would they be able to if we're doing it in this weird I think it way. just sends the message. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, no, they can answer back. I know your spells better than you do. Well, but they also yeah, so you're have getting better, pup. But they also don't enough. have the they don't have the amount of magical power that Kay does to send it back. Unless Kay can create like an open channel for them I to send it no back. I have no idea what I can do, buddy. But we're going to give right, it a right, go. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to count. Um, um, sent via divine. That's three words. Um, Great job. <laughs> Zoth, Jeb, Allen, Fox, K. That's five, right? Yeah. That's eight. Um, done at tower need pickup. That's another five. So that's you 13. Are so good with numbers. Okay. <laughs> I Zoth resurrected. Explain later. They're going to get it all at once. It doesn't matter. They're not going to get every word at the same time. All right, that's another five. That's 15, 18, seven words. Anything else? Is maybe something sent in those seven words to verify our identity? Maybe where to pick us up? I mean, yeah, where to pick us up is um, pretty vital. We are at K's wreck. Is that where we're going to meet him? I mean, yes. that's that's the best place if if they're going to meet us instead. Mm -hmm. That's another five. So two words left. Thank you. Hey, man, <laughs> it's good to be polite. I don't I don't know how to use those last two words. How's that sound to you guys? I think we start with hey, man. So they know it's me. OK, fine. That's fair. Sure. Yeah. So Although who on the ship would know you? I mean, I could send it to you know, yeah. such an extended crew. Oh, yes. Yeah, send it to. Yeah, that is perfect. So did somebody write that down? Uh, no, I thought hey, you were writing it down. You were looking on the ground when you were doing it. Sent via divine. Zoth, Fox, Owlin, Jeb, need pick up. What about K? Oh, Fox, you're right. Jeb, K. <laughs> uh, um, done at tower. Need pickup. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Um, at K ship. Need pickup at 
K's ship. I felt like I said more than that, because that's less words. Uh, uh, you said this something about me being resurrected. Message. Oh. We will die. Probably need resurrection. Zoth <laughs> was resurrected. Explain later. I feel like we should put that first and say instead of Zoth, I... Okay. Hey, man, sent via divine. Zoth was... I... Zoth... Zoth I, was, Zoth, I, was Zoth. resurrected. Explain later. I, Fox, Alan, Jeb, K, done at tower, need pickup at K ship. Uh, if you just say donut instead of done at, <laughs> you could save a word and they'll probably know what we're talking about. <laughs> Do we need to save a word? Jeb invents text speak. Um, yeah. While you've been doing this, Kay has sat down and he's um, kind of poured some powdered apple cat onto the ground and drawn a sort of uh, magic circle looking thing with it. And he puts the lit end of the apple cat he's smoking into it and the whole thing catches fire. And then he kind of has Zoth lean in and like breathe in deeply. And Zoth, you get just a little bit of that sense of divine magic back in your core. What are the 25 words you say? The ones we discussed as a group. Uh, yeah, what so were they? That's seven. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, at least let them actually. I'll let them start over. Yeah. I didn't realize I was going to have to do this. I would have written it down myself. That Wait, is a you can... problem. Players not taking notes. That's a you hey, problem. Maybe you should check uh, Twitch chat. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think I was writing it? <laughs> Meta gaming. Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I, I know, I know my player in this house, and I know we would have been effed. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Yes. <laughs> hey, man. Sent via divine. Izoth was resurrected. Explain later. I, Fox, Alan, Jeb, and Kay are done at the tower. Need pickup at ship. You don't get any response. I mean, we didn't even know if... You feel that you have cast the spell. Like, you've done yeah. your best. We don't even know if they would be able to reach it. Never mind come back so i mean worst case scenario we get down there uh and we set up camp for six months no worst case scenario it takes six months to get down there and then they don't show up and it takes six months to go back up i think we I think the worst case scenario might actually be if we get down there and then we like die of resource deprivation yeah like i don't how many apples you got uh, wait, wait, we have not sorry. six months of apples. We have the weed with us, us, right? Surely there's books here that would explain a spell. Like, I, I know adventurers I would hear about would, before the darkening, could just cast spells to give themselves food and, and substance. First I've ever heard of that. Wasn't yeah. that not a thing? 
I mean, I, I like, know some spells that I make, like, beasts heard of and stuff, but, like, if I'm supposed to also do the cataclysmic ritual, like, I really don't know. No, no, but we have the weave that. with us, so if we can learn how to cast them arcanely... Oh, I have no idea if there are any arcane versions. But, well, this, I mean, this this is... We're in a wizard's tower! You, no, we're not. We're, like, a, almost a mile out. Do we need to go all the way back? Well, I, I'm, I'm debating that. It's not like you this just going to show up in 15 ride, minutes. Like... It's not. It's, they're not anywhere near. What if it just right? takes a long time for the descended receive? I, uh -huh. I don't know. I thought it was instantaneous message. with these things. When I cast but... message, it's, you normally have to respond really quickly. I think we should go. I also think we should go. I guess I just am more debating as to whether it is smarter to. All right, listen, um, how long is it going to take to walk back? Ask the information thingy hologram D, uh, what I call him dirty to uh, and and just ask him if there's something that we can bring with us and we can just bring that. We've already well, we looked brought for enough, like We brought enough resources. Did we did we not bring enough resources to last us a year? Because we already expected that it would take us a year. I mean, yeah, sure, but I'm just saying it's that that's a really useful spell if that works. And if the cost of it is 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 another couple hours walking back and forth, I'm willing to pay that price. You want to catch up? You know what? Yeah, I'll I'll catch up. I mean, I'm the one who cast Featherfall, so if anything goes wrong. Well, I guess that's what I'm what I what I'm more debating is whether we attempt to maneuver to the meeting place um, using the the parachutes or whether we attempt to just fly out as far as we can. We could um, just take the original plane and, and walk. That we just call, ask for a ride and we told them where we're going to meet them. Whether or not they get that message is different, but if they didn't, then we're going to have to at least wait some time that would be reasonable to expect that they got that message. So if they don't show up within that time, then we can use these parachutes again and, and go wherever okay. we need to go. Well, then let's do that. We'll do. They we'll say do. how long they would like, like where they were going, like how far away are they? Hey, I don't know if this is helpful, but I was just thinking about what you were saying about gliding like away from the tower and going to the other places. And, you know, I'm pretty sure there are books up here that record that like depending on the conditions that you're gliding in like gliding can be you know people have glided in excess of 300 miles in length at an altitude of 18,000 feet and we're way higher than that right now so you could probably glide for a really long way but it would probably be really strenuous yeah that that makes sense <clears throat> this um, room's really helpful this room is extremely helpful I live in a library <laughs> <laughs> um I, as I said before, I think it should be a two-stage usage of the parachutes. One, to maneuver ourselves to the meeting spot, and then we wait for what we consider in a reasonable amount of time um, for them to receive our message and meet us there. If there's a point where we feel as though we've waited long enough, we can attempt to glide out somewhere and then get in contact with Forgav um, at a village or using a contact or um, then can if, we at least go back and just go check the library for the book about, you know, maybe they, they have air currents documented. 
Okay. Yes, we can. We can do that. That is fine. All right. And while you look for air current stuff, I'm gonna look for uh, making just, sure we don't ever starve to death in the future. It's, I just find it somewhat funny that we just kind of continue to like. Oh, what yep, didn't think about it until now? And then, and then we go back, and then we get more books, and then oh, yep, we're gonna do this, and then we do that again. But um, it makes sense. Let's just do that then. <sighs> I just kind of want to go. I also kind of just want to go. I just. I'm go. pretty much ready to go, guys. All right, let's just go. I'm sorry, Fox. <laughs> All right, so are we going in the tower or away from the tower? In the tower first. In the tower. You got it. And Kay jumps. Oh, that is not okay. Um, We're all jumping. Let's, yep, let's follow Kay. Uh, I jump. Jump. Yep, jump. I cast enhance ability on myself and give me bears Actually, strength, and I then don't I jump. jump. I, I trip. <laughs> okay. I I just rolled for it. I trip. Okay. Uh, you trip. So all of you fall off the side. Fox, you'll make your first roll at disadvantage. Again, if you're trained in it, you can use acrobatics or athletics, whichever of them you're trained in. If not, it is a raw strength check. Uh, go ahead and roll the first one. Uh, oh, disadvantage. I have a plus nine. I have a plus nine, and I roll a three on the die. <laughs> twelve. That's a twelve. I got a fourteen. I didn't do much, but I also have a plus nine, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got fourteen. I got a fifteen. What did Zoth get? Thirteen. The first one is a DC ten. All four of you snap into formation. Let me see how K did. I forgot to roll for him. K got a seventeen on the die. K snaps into formation with you uh, and you are now falling the five of you doing that cool spiral thing that like all the awesome looking like teams do when they first jump out of the airplane you've all got your uh, you know your arms are spread in perfect formation however you're starting to accelerate the wind is starting to buffet you especially as you fall further down the tower you know it's getting a little bit more intense and as the first minute goes by nothing but the pounding of your heart the rushing of the wind you roll your next check. K passes. He holds his formation even as it's starting to get tight and tense. 26. So 16. 23. 16. What was Alan's again? 26. The DC on this one was 12. Uh, you all maintain your formation. The wind whipping past you. It's getting tighter and crazier. Fox yelling across. I'm not okay with this. Um, The, you know, you're starting to almost spin in a circle. Like you're focusing so hard on staying near each other. Maybe you're kind of grabbed at the wrist so that you kind of stay in that loop. But the wind itself is starting to spin the ring of you. um, And it's starting to get crazier and crazier as you're falling here. Jeb, is that a DM question? Yes. Uh, Well, actually, it's a thing that I would like to do within this round. Okay. Um, since we're all holding hands, Jeb would like to cast Enhance Ability at 6th level. Holy cow. 1, 2, 3, 4, which means I can target up to 4 other creatures to give uh, Bull's Strength to everybody. Everybody gets advantage Yay. on Strength checks for the next hour. 
Enhanceability oh, yes. has a material component, so Jeb would have to let go to get to his component pouch in order to cast that spell. Are you comfortable with yes. rolling your next check at disadvantage? So basically, it would just cancel out your current advantage, and it'd be a normal check, basically, to represent like Jeb is not staying fully focused on just doing the jump. It's worth it. Okay. It's worth it. No, this, that's this round's one or the next coming round? Like the one? next upcoming one. So it'll be check number three that he'll Ooh. roll that way. Um, okay. Uh, I already said it. This is <laughs> not going to be good. Uh, should have done it earlier. The wind <laughs> whipping, whipping past your, you know, you've, you've pretty much reached terminal velocity at this point. And so now it's like a, it's like a mental battle, you know, it's just, can you keep yourself in this position or are you going to cave and, you know, let go of one of your different tensed muscles and kind of lose your form, which will kind of spiral you into the others and the whole ring will collapse. And so as you're falling here, things are getting more intense. We're going to roll the next round of saves. Um, question. Yeah. Uh, Depending on how Jeb rolls, do we still get the advantage or disadvantage or whatever? No, Jeb casts the spell, and then because he had to get into his component pouch, now he's thinking about, like, rejoining the ring instead of putting all of his attention on, like, what he's doing with his body. Secondly, since it's a strength boost and I roll acrobatics, do I get that advantage? It would still just be a strength boost for you, so no, you wouldn't be using strength at that time. Okay. Can I select? I don't think I can. No, select it has it. to be whatever one you pick yeah, for you, everybody. I've got the spell. You pick one, and then you can. Yeah, then you can target multiples. Okay. And, it, and it's just um, a boost, not an advantage. It's advantage. It's advantage. advantage. Yeah. Okay. Advantage on strength checks. Then I might just <coughs> roll raw strength if it's advantage. I don't know. I don't know. Alan got uh, a twenty-five on this next round. Okay. So I've got an eleven. Okay. I'm rolling acrobatics. Okay. And yeah, stick with what I know best. So was I able to cast it? Yes, you cast it. Okay, so I cast it, but then I'm not getting the benefits of the advantage. Just for this this next round. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I got two. Oh, no. What did Fox get? I got a 12. You got a 12. Uh, Okay. Zoth and Jeb both failed their checks and fall out of the ring as the there are now uh, three of you still in the ring. Kay, um, Alan, and Fox all succeeded on their saves. Jeb and Fox, you kind of, it's just like a momentary sort of like stretching or rearranging, and it's enough that the wind just rips you out of the ring and you start to kind of fall off to the side. Um, you will now need to make your next roll to there's basically two checks to pass for the next round because you need to get back to the group and then rejoin the ring. Um, the others will continue making single checks. Uh, the the wind, you know, whooshing through your hair. At this point, you're like, if this thing gets too out of hand, you know, you can envision yourselves going way off into the distance here. You're being pulled away from the tower, essentially, just like how the wind would shear off the side of it. So that wind has kind of caught you and is yanking you away. Uh, we're going to roll again. Um, and K fails his roll. So K is going to let go and, and fall out of the ring. He has um, advantage, right? Oh, you're right. He has advantage. Let me roll it again. K passes. You saved K. Uh, Fox, Owlin, how did you do? And then we'll check in with our, with our strays. <laughs> 24. 25. Alan's, all right. Alan and Fox are good. Um, Jeb, how'd you do? And I'm rolling this one with advantage. 
Yeah, right? you you get your advantage now. Eight. <laughs> okay, so with that 18, you're able to angle your body the right way. You just need to get back into the ring. So let's roll again to see if you can rejoin the ring of people. Will this include advantage as well? Yeah, yeah. It's another strength check. Okay. 16. 16. Jeb is able to get back into the ring by like force of will. His duster jacket just <laughs> flaring behind him as he falls. Let's check in with Zothkug. I rolled the same number twice, and it was a three for a total of two. Ooh. Zoth fails another check and is pulled further. If Zoth dies in this fall, oh uh, my God. Zoth is pulled away even further from the group. At this point, the, the ring that is now together, you will need to go and get Zoth. So both of you will need to be working together to recapture Zoth and then get back to the, the landing point. We've, we've okay. fallen four rounds out of ten. Um, okay. So this next round, the group is going to roll uh, a collective strength check. So everybody's going to roll. And if the at, like if the average of the rolls is higher than basically think of them as pass fails with a DC of 12. And if enough of you pass, then you move towards Zoth and that will determine his role. So K is going to roll. He's got advantage because it's a strength check. K is a pass. Alan is a 21 pass. Okay, so that's already enough. The ring has passed, so you're able to move towards Zothkug. Um, natural 20, baby. Natural 20, that's enough to grab him if he succeeds on his check to move towards you. So Zothkug, uh, roll yeah. your check. Remember, you I have advantage if it's a strength skill because you're... Oh! What was it? I got a natural 20 minus one for a 19. Nice. Um so between your nat 20 presence. and Jeb's nat 20 and the power of friendship, you're able to reconnect <laughs> with Zothkug, um, which, which will bring us to this, this fifth round um, as the, you know, the wind whooshing through it. Now, like you're all starting to feel it, you know, muscles are starting to cramp. You're starting to sweat. It's beginning to get to the point now where it's not just wind rushing past, making a howling noise. It's starting to cut through your clothes and like it, you know, you can feel that like bite, you know, when the wind like gets through your jacket and it's like, oh, now it's like kind of sharp and I can feel it on my skin. Um, as you continue falling, this is the sixth of 10 rounds of skydiving. We're going to roll the athletics checks. Uh, or strength or acrobatics. K is a pass. Alan is also a pass. I Sorry, I should specify that DC is 14 this round. 22. You have advantage, right? Yeah, you have advantage. Yeah. We Thank have God. advantage the whole time because it lasts like an hour. Oh, good, yep. good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then, 19. Um, uh, 17. Okay. 16. All right. All of you have passed this round. You're holding it together as best you can. Um, but man, it's starting to get tough. You've been falling at this point for seven minutes, nearly silent free fall, except for a quick yell to coordinate catching Zothkug when he got ripped away by the wind. The, uh, the five of you skydiving, you're still holding that position. Uh, you can start to see the mist appearing beneath you. Your ears are popping from the altitude change the the hair like those of you with long hair especially fox there's always that risk of it like blowing into your face and you're trying to like shake your head to get it back out of your eyes as we roll again for the eighth of ten rounds of falling this one is a dc 15 zoff got a 12 oh i got an eight i got a nine plus 18 Seven, 27 zoff and jeb both of them fail, get ripped out of the circle, and K's nat 20. He grabs you 
um, he grabs one of you and rips you back into the circle, and it's enough that the other of you has a chance to catch him. So, Jeb, roll again with your, your advantage to see if you can get yanked back in through the, the power of friendship, basically. What's the DC? Uh, 15. <laughs> I rolled a 15. Oh, right. All right. Uh, Jeb, I have a plus zero strength. Jeb barely makes it back into the circle. We are in round nine of 10 rounds of free fall here. This is the round where you need to pull your shoots. And so I will give you the choice to make either a dexterity save to get the timing right, because it's not that hard of a cord to pull, or you can continue using your athletics, like your trained skill. Um, but it won't be a, a strength save because that doesn't really make any sense for pulling the cord. So it's either a dexterity save or your trained athletics or acrobatic skill. Or if you're trained in survival, I would accept that too. So you can choose what you're going to roll. For K, it's going to be a dexterity save. And here Alan comes K's roll. And the DC here is a 12. Okay. All right. Zoth made a dex save at 8. Okay. I rolled 13. Okay. I got, I'm just doing a straight roll because I'm not trained in anything relevant. Okay. But I, I taught you how to pick pick a lock once. That's got to count, right? <laughs> I rolled a strength check of 11. All right. It's dex, right? It's a dex save. It's a dex save. Oh, it's a dex save? Yeah. 12. 12 uh, is a success. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alan, you rip the cord. Was it really? Yeah, Alan, yeah. you, you, Alan, you rip the cord. <laughs> Your canvas parachute expands outwards and it catches you. You should be able to land easily. Fox, you, you know, you're counting down the seconds. You see Alan let go and you've been waiting for it this whole fall. You immediately rip your own cord. <laughs> the canvas expands outwards and catches you. Next to you, Jeb Let's fumbles go. like he misses the cord and then reaches back up and grabs it and pulls it. And it's still Jeb's going to be able to make his landing pretty easily. Fox, or I'm sorry, Zoth and Kay both miss their cord. Like they reach up to pull it and miss it and they continue falling. They have I, one more round, and this time it's a roll at disadvantage unless someone's going to intervene. I'm going to intervene. Okay. I, I, we're too close mm -hmm. for this. I'm not leaving it up to chance. Okay. I'm casting Featherfall on them. Okay. Uh, pulling out the sacks real quick. Now that I have my parachute open, I let go of the little handles, grab my sack, strap to the side of my backpack, and I'm like... Just so we understand the ramifications of your decisions. Uh, if you do this, I'm going to make you roll next round. Instead of an easy landing, you're going to have to roll to regain control of your hang glider and get it to where it needs to go. I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, so Fox is going to cast Featherfall on uh, Zoth and Kay, which is going to slow them both down. But uh, because oh. they're... A go ahead. And on myself. Okay, and on yourself. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to slow... It slows all of you down then, um, the three of you. And because of that, your parachute, like it no longer is catching the air. It's going to fall down and kind of like drape over your shoulders. Um, sure. Zoth and Kay similarly have their falls arrested, but are now unable to like, if they pull the chute, it's not going to open and catch the air, which means they have no way of steering. No, no, no. I, so they haven't pulled them yet, right? They have not pulled no. them yet. Okay, guys, pull your chutes. When I dispel, okay? You have it? Grab it? Good. 
Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> okay, you're going to roll that save with advantage. Uh, Zofkug and K is going to do the same thing. The DC again is a 12, and K passed it oh, this no. time. Fox. <laughs> okay. Natural 20. Great. So Zoth and K succeed on their checks. Yep. Uh, Fox, mm-hmm. I'm going to need some saves. We're going to start yep. with your falling <laughs> and trying to untangle your parachute. I will accept sleight of hand or acrobatics. To This is just to recatch the air. Uh, they're the same here. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to roll. And okay, we got a good one. Start 21. Okay. 21. Nice and solid. That's that's going to pass. So yes, you're able to basically you get the parachute unfurled again. So you stash the saxophone, you unfurl the parachute. However, the extra momentum that it costs you getting it back up there means it's going to be a tight landing before you miss where the walking path begins six miles up two miles beneath you. You can see the, the lost mists that make it so that no one can navigate kind of roiling and boiling across the water. Uh, this is your only shot to make it before you will need some kind of rescuing. Like the tower is sheer mm-hmm. on the sides. It can't be climbed. Yeah. Uh, so th- those are the stakes here. Fox, I will accept athletics or acrobatics if you're trained in them. Or I would accept a dexterity save if you would prefer to use a save for any reason. I know rogues come with some bonuses in that regard sometimes. Acrobatics, I am trained. Acrobatics. How far away is he from Jeb? Uh, Jeb pulled his shoot successfully, right? Yes. Too far. Because Jeb needs 30 feet, and you've been falling, you know, at a rate of nearly a a half a mile a minute or something like that, or a third of a mile a minute. So, or per second. It's 500 feet per round. It's real far. So, okay, it's that easy. 24. 24. Fox literally like lifts up his feet so he's in a sitting position and slides onto the ground with his parachute (laughs) trailing behind him as Jeb and Zothkug and the others who pulled their shoots are all going to roll me. Um, athletics, acrobatics, strength, or dexterity with advantage, um, and it'll stack with Jeb's advantage if you're using that to steer your parachutes in. You're moving slowly, you have control of the parachutes, but you do need to still steer the like, bank back into the tower. Alan got a 26. K nat 20s. He's in. I got a 19. Jeb's in. Soft. 14. Zoth's in. So all of you come into a landing as beneath you. Like, so you know how when we used to play Warzone, there would be like everyone would be doing this slow, steady parachute, and one person would fall and then parachute and like swoop in at the end. That's Mm -hmm. what it looks like when Fox slides in there. Like you lose sight of him. You're so focused on your own parachuting. And then you see like beneath your own feet, he just high velocity slides in, skids across the ground, cuts his chute on the edge of the tower. Like it just rips the cord and the parachute like flutters off behind him as he skids into (laughs) the wreckage of Kay's airship and like kind of lands kind of roughly there uh, amongst the wood scraps and supplies and things. The rest of you land slightly 
slightly more dainty. Kind of describe to me how your character looks as you're coming in for the landing. From Kay's perspective, he just kind of flops. This is more activity than he's really ever done. And so <laughs> as he comes in for the landing, he literally like pulls the release on his parachute, drops the backpack on the ground, doesn't notice as the wind catches it and yanks it out towards the sea and drops to his knees, just like chest heaving for breath. <sighs> Alan, when he lands... He lands as if he was the one who designed these parachutes and he also has a military background. So he lands like a paratrooper would where he like like uses his feet to stop his momentum by like using them to like kind of pedal like on the ground as, as his momentum goes to kind of like almost like pumping the brakes. Um, and then once he his momentum slows enough, he eventually like, um, you know, kind of uh, gets to his knees and, and finally gets to a, gets to a stop and then looks back to see how everyone else is doing. Uh, Zoth is, is kind of going for like kind of around Fox to make sure that Fox is uninjured or if he is to heal him when he uh, lands. So he's like kind of going at the same spot Fox landed at, just not as quickly. So he'll just kind of follow the path that Fox took, but not slam into it. Okay. Uh, Jeb comes in like Winnie the Pooh. He just like bump, 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 like a couple times on his butt. And when he feels the wind start to like pull it back, he just like just rips the thing off and just, and just like well, scrambles to his feet. Oh, it's like, can, can no, Alan make sure no. to catch it? Alan, Alan, Alan can to... roll a dexterity save to catch it. Okay. Because we need those in case we need yeah. to fall again. Remember, this is all happening sort of simultaneously. But yeah, yeah, yeah. roll your dexterity save to catch it. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Fox and K's are gone. Yeah. Um, I can see it, so I get advantage because I'm a barbarian. Sorry, one second. <laughs> Alan but, enters um, a rage and angrily snatches it out of the air. I, well, I only got a 10, so still with advantage. Uh, I see the panic in your eyes, and I give you a chronal shift. Hey. Okay. Let's try again. 16? 16 is enough. You catch it <laughs> okay. right out of the air. Alan, like, does his paratrooper landing very, you know, you're reeling in your own parachute. You reach out with one hand and just catch the other one. You start pulling that one in, too. Uh, we, we, we still need those. Maybe. Sorry. I panicked. Fox, it was Fox, pulling me are back. Are you okay? Are you yeah, hurt? yeah. Yeah, uh, I should. You're, you're good, right? I... I'm i good. Uh, Thanks okay. for being okay. are you are you good? <sighs> Technically, I th I think, yeah, I think. Okay. And he just like roll. He's like on his hands and knees, like chest heaving. He just rolls to the side. So he kind of flops on his side, rolls over onto his back and pulls another apple cat out. And he's like, that was a lot, man. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to need to pass those around. I'm, yeah, I'm and he just, he like doesn't even look at you, Fox. He just holds one out to the side for you. Yeah. I think we should enter our next fight, like fight like this. I'm uh, no. not really trying to fight anything no. right now. Is the dead man <clears throat> suggesting that we fall a mile into the combat zone? Absolutely, man. Well, Did how, you how know the man who failed to pull his chute on time? We're fine. The, I, I need this apple cat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so eat cool. it. You'll light it. It, I, it, it was cool, but uh, I would prefer if, if we don't have to do it again. Alan? He's holding out an apple cat towards you. Uh, yes, I will take that. Yeah. Well, that that was a thing. Now we just we just sit wait. here. I we guess can wait. We can wait for a, a little while. That's cool. Uh, I've got some apples. Jeb, get, 
Jeb gets up to his feet and <clears throat> walks to the edge, uh, like out towards where the ocean is. And we need to put up some sort of defenses because we don't know if those aberration things are still out here or if there's mm-hmm. more of them. We should probably, if we're going to hunker down, we should probably hunker down pretty we hard. We can uh, use that fabricate, right? And we can just use the materials of this ship that are left, the scrap wood and whatnot, and make like little walls and... I can. Uh, that's going to weaken me though. So if you guys want to pull up the slack, I won't have as much to contribute yeah, that's aggressively. Fine. You don't You don't have to fabricate. I mean, start early. We can actually with fabricate and start building We can, build, we can take the time and I, and I can actually build, yes. As the, as the five of you begin making your survival plans on the western edge, which on this map is the left of the Pillar of Eternal Vigil, kind of tucked into your little cave cavern area uh, where you've got some shelter here, what you cannot see to the north is the smoke rising from the forest of Aspesh. The crows circling the mountains near Stainless and the dark, dark storm clouds that seem to be perennially gathered over Gaim as tonight's Dungeons and Dragons session comes to a close. <laughs>